Will, you know a few things about bras. I, I know a thing or two about bras. <laughs> you know how to take them off, I'm guessing. Hey! Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Uh, well, now there's a bra that you can take off that is actually more comfortable. And you might not even know she's wearing it because it's a perfectly fit bra called mm-hmm. Third Love. Form-fitting. It is. And it's used memory foam oh. so that it perfectly <laughs> cups your boobs. It's like NASA technology. It is. On your boobs. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam. Mm-hmm. I sleep on this stuff. I was going to so say. I know how good it is. And what if I wear my bra and it puts me to sleep? I'm so comfortable. It just might. It might. It could turn you into an narcoleptic. What if I start sleeping <laughs> while I'm driving? In the middle of the street, you're what? walking and you fall over and like, what's wrong with her? You know what? I hear that they are that comfortable. It's like you forget <laughs> that you're wearing one. That's right. So um, Third Love knows that there's a perfect fit for everyone. We all seem to be wearing the wrong size bra. Yeah. It's, it's like Especially literally. me. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always the wrong size. Yeah, remember that forever ingrained <laughs> in my brain. Um, third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every body type, whether you have little teeny tiny boobs or giant huge boobs. There's a bra for you with Third Love. Yeah. Not for you. But for what? Well, I mean, listen, you have mammary glams. Mammary glams? Mammary, mammary glams. <laughs> glams. Mammary glands. Memory, memory glands. Mammary. Because I'm saying instead of mammary. Mammary? I'm saying oh, mammary glands. <laughs> glands. I like, I like mammary glams with an M, like glamorous. Yeah. I have well, mammary glands. You have glamorous man boobs. <laughs> yeah. They're delightful. <laughs> oh, God. To find the bra you've been waiting for, all you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It just takes about 60 seconds. That's one minute to yeah, a lot of us. no time. And you can do it all from the comfort of your memory foam mattress. Yeah. Your, that's your bed. When you're laying in your bed on your Under memory your foam mattress with your head on your memory foam pillow, yep. you, you can, can imagine that memory foam on, on you, your boot. on well, your body. You can roll on your stomach, and then you would know how there it would go. feel. Push your, yeah, push your boobs up against Squish <laughs> them and see how, if you can sleep. Just how delightful that is. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I'm serious. I think it's going to start putting people to sleep. This bra is so wonderful. So comfortable. Um, I have one on right now. Do you? Yeah. And you can see it because I'm wearing like a, a, I'm wearing something really not right. But if I had proper clothes on, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know I had a bra on. Okay. And I really I intentionally try not to like look at people's chest so I don't know what it looks like. That's a good. That's good. That's yeah. creepy when like I, a guy creepy, talks to you and they just look right I, at your boobs. Yeah, you're talking about your bra, and I've intentionally like, not there. looked. Well, you can't down. actually see it, but well, you can. But it's a long story. Yeah. But if you yourself want to try Third Love and you want to sleep while wearing a bra, which is probably <laughs> going to happen, you might forget you're even wearing it. That's how comfortable it is. It's true. Yeah. So you can uh, make 2018 the year you change the way you hold your boulders. Hold your boulders. Boulder holders. Mm-hmm. It's going to be with memory foam. It's going to be the right size. Uh-huh. And it's going to be super comfortable. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your Third love will change your life. I wonder why they call it third love. Because the first that? two loves are taken. Different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to leave that one I don't alone. work for the company. Uh, so go to thirdlove.com slash brandy now to find your perfect fitting bra. And you will get 15% off of your purchase. And... They're attractive, too. It's not like ugly boulder yeah, they're holders. Cute. Right. They're cute. Yeah. So go do it. Do Third it. love. Thirdlove.com slash Brandy. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating. Mind expanding. The in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Um, <laughs> welcome, Will, to, I was going to say, our podcast. Um, how was your Happy New Year? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm bruised. Did you listen back to last week's episode? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not on purpose. Because it's I don't good. remember it. I took, I don't remember a lot. <laughs> I, remember, I took over two hours worth of <laughs> recording. And cut it down to about forty-two minutes. Wow, that's how much I removed. I about. don't, I don't remember most of it. And then when she sent it, I'm like, I'm just gonna walk away. Oh, I, mean, I don't man. listen to most of them. I back made sure anyway. that it was like not bad, so I took out everything. <laughs> Every, because we were horrible for two hours. 
We said some not nice things about some people. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm not gonna start listening back now. Don't do it. Do you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Trust why, me. Why start? You I can trust me. I'm trusting you. Do but you see this giant bruise I on my arm? I see that giant bruise. That's from your brother. Yeah. Police brutality. Because he's a cop. He is a cop. <laughs> why did he punch you? Well, he didn't punch me. He was. We were bowling. And I went to Sacramento with the kids. I just decided last minute to get in the car and go to Sac. You drove. Um, I drove. Yeah. I've made that drive many times. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, easy. It was five hours. Not, oh, it's not, not a big deal. I mean, yeah. I could drive pretty From fast. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we went bowling. My brother has three girls. That's right. And so when he saw the boys and Mason so big, he, they were roughhousing. Okay. But he was getting a little the girls too and rough. the boys. Were no, no, no. My brother and Jake, my son. Gotcha. And but Jake's a t- he's tough. Mm-hmm. And so they were getting a little too rough. My mom was getting pissed. Then I was like, Michael, you're being too rough with. And then. I went in to help Jake get away, and then my brother and I started wrestling. <laughs> it's like, the, like we're He's back just like to a wrestling again. vortex. He's like, anybody that gets yeah. in my way, you're getting wrestled. Oh, look. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. We have a new thing here at Podcast when you take pictures in front of a white screen, so it's like oh, nice and clean and wow. iTunes friendly. Oh, making some cash. Well. Somebody is. <laughs> yeah, someone. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. So anyway, my brother removed me from the wrestling situation with his hands on my arms, but it only got one bruise. But okay. I did send him a picture of it, and he feels very bad. Uh, that's a gnarly bruise. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Like when you're like, my brother gave me this. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I know. I, I. He's like, you bruise too easily. I do bruise easily, but no, that was. We were all drinking a little, uh, and even was, Jake. No, well, Jake was having a shake. A okay. strawberry shake, yes. Strawberry shake. But we were bowling and we were yeah. being competitive, as right. we always are. He's my little brother. I used to beat the shit out of him. He was bothering Jake. See, and now then my mom came was back. He's mad, like, chickens like, have come home to roost. Brandy used to beat me up. Like, imagine if he was packing. I could have been shot. No, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You never oh, know. Yeah. I, no, that would have been a not. That was for New Year's or for Christmas? That was the days in between Christmas and New Year's. I went after Christmas to my parents and came home on New Year's okay. Eve. Okay. Right. What did you, what did you do? I went to my parents' house for Christmas Eve, Christmas, San Diego, down right? San Diego County. Just was there for two days. Came back yeah. the night Christmas night, and yeah. then I just like avoided everyone for like a week and did nothing. I kind of did that too, which was amazing. But I had the I mean not I didn't avoid the children. Yes, but I just cons- like I was consumed no communication. with the children. I didn't talk to anyone. That's what I did. It was it, it's awesome. kind of nice. It's awesome. Right? So and nice. But then you get the where are yous, and then, and then New Year's Eve comes down. Everyone's like, Happy New Year, and you have 200 texts. It's like, oh, <sighs> I guess I have to answer now. Well, I'm not as popular as you. No, but, but you, because I have East Coast friends, too. So it started three hours early. Oh, okay. So it was like, I just I just wait till the next day. I yeah. didn't answer anything. I did have a couple of people over on New Year's Eve, uh, and they all left at like 1. That's so. not, yeah. I laid in my bed with two little boys. I forced them into my bed, and we watched Blade <laughs> Runner. The new one. Yes. I hear it's good. I want to see um, it. You should see it. I, I don't like, because, you know, whether you like a movie or not, it's subjective. I will say that you should see it. Okay. Yeah. I will see it. And then it. we'll talk about it after. All right. All right. Um, um, what else? Uh, that's it. How's the girlfriend? Uh, she's doing very well. Are you guys still, like, totally together? Yes, we Did are. you guys get each other Christmas presents? Mm-hmm. Just a little thing. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. How's the ex-wife? Um, okay, I think. You guys don't check in? said Merry Christmas. We shared a Merry Christmas text back and forth. Oh. And that was it. So far, yeah. That's great. We're being friendly. Amicable. Yeah. Amicable, right? Right. No, I I think it's great. Especially if, like, if we say, like, maybe we'll be friends in the future, like, we have to find a way to slowly... Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Get get there. So, so we're just being... Once a year, holiday, birthday, twice a year, holidays and birthdays. And the exchange, the discussion? Yeah. I mean, unless there needs to be a discussion. Sure. Well, we'll have to do our taxes together. Oh. Because we were technically ended the last year married. Can you just send them, like, to H&R Block? I could. She's she's done them for us in the past. Like, we'll sit and do them together. She's, like, super good at it. So it was, like, something where I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, why don't we... But what is it that you really have to do? Isn't, like, you use your credit card for everything and you just print out the printouts and you send them over? Yeah, to bring W-2s and just oh, all the right. paperwork and stuff. It's not a big deal. It's we'll, a lot. We'll have a glass of wine and we'll do it and we'll be friendly. And then do you I'll think be... that you'll sleep with her if you have a glass of wine with her? No, I don't know. Jesus, no. <laughs> oh, because you have the girlfriend. Yeah, but so many people have asked me that. I'm like, I'm not that. It's not. That's not where I am. Oh, so I mean, like, you're well beyond that. Yes. Right, and you're already in a new relationship. Correct. Which is 
way too fast. <laughs> I know. But. But it's fun and I'm enjoying it. That's, that's great. Do you use the cross white strips I gave you? Not yet because if we were going to do a thing. Don't I have to take a picture? Or do, can I do that by myself oh, I think on my you phone? Can, you're so low on that, honey, but I want I want to see it. <laughs> that. <laughs> when is our jeans? Our, our jean report Yours should be back? here. Mine got lost when? in the mail. I don't believe that. Where is mine? I, I want to know what's wrong with me. It should be here soon. I mean, I know what's wrong with me. There's a lot. <laughs> but I want to know what's going on inside. It should be here next week because by the time we read this ad, oh, okay. this is like the fourth, fifth week. That's when it's supposed to arrive. Because okay. remember, our first reading for the ad was we spit into the tubes and sent them off. USPS seemed to misplace my package. <laughs> that's a weird statement. Yours they received. I received confirmation that you yours had been... So your package was misplaced. Accepted, yeah. It happens. But that's a great transition because speaking of where are fitness jeans, uh, it's resolution where season. Where are they? And it's time to... <laughs> Wonder, where are your fitness jeans? I need to know what I'm supposed to do, fitness jeans. Come on. Yeah. I got my other jeans back. I know who I am, where okay. I'm from. Yeah. Now I need to know we what's going to... on inside Did of you my body. forget that? Yep. That we talked about that in Drinking and Tweeting? You went upstairs and got your results and oh, yeah. talked about it on the show? Okay. i think i need to eat more before we drink i definitely need to do that yeah 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 but it is resolution season Mm -hmm. and it's here so if you're like me and yourself and a little bit you look a little fluffy really no i just said that (laughs) no tell me the truth (gasps) tell me the truth i did i did you know everybody puts on a couple of the holiday pounds i I just said it wow (laughs) that was like my parents very seriously sad um but no, you look the same. Okay. So, uh, but it is resolution time. It is. And even if you look good, doesn't mean that everything inside is going Working. well. Right. And that you're doing the right exercises. You could be thin, but that doesn't mean you're healthy. Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, look at the crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just look at the crackheads. Great bodies. Super Garbage skinny. internal Super uh, skinny. structures. Complete toxicity. Just, just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. <laughs> Oh, I have problems. Uh, Um, But, you know, if you have a fitness tracker on your wish list or on your wrist right now, mm -hmm. we have access to more data than ever, yet we continue to use advice programs that don't really know how to work. mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. You can do 10,000 steps a day, but maybe that's not good for your knees. How many people, like the supplement industry and all these different things, like are banking on people who don't know what they're doing, who go to a GNC, who are like, the guy's like, you need this, bro, and you need this. And they're like, I guess. And so they spend like $200 on supplements that they probably never really use. Or they use them and it's not the right thing to be using for their body type. Yeah. I'm like, I'm such, when I go into like the vitamin shop, I'm like, whatever you tell me to buy, I buy. I'm the biggest sucker. <laughs> See, I go and I read everything. I'm like trying to do the nutrient timing. I'm like trying to get this I'm all so figured out. That's it. what fitness genes can do. I know. You. So then it's going to save us money in the long run. Yes. And we're going to know what we're supposed to be doing to get the most optimal workout to look the best that we can look and feel the best that we can feel. Exactly. What and should you eat and when? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I bet you you shouldn't eat an English muffin with butter and mango jam. I mean, it depends on in when and how often. Maybe your body type is okay with that. An influx of carbohydrates like like table sugars and and that's a lot of carbs and, stuff like and that. fat. But early in the morning, you're going to be able to use that energy throughout the day more than if you had a big carb loaded meal at dinner time, right? And then went to sleep, and your body's like, "This is all fat now." But that might just work for you. This is the whole point. That's that, what I'm that saying. That makes sense. That's to, what I'm saying. It makes sense to everyone, but it Get might not be fitness. my situation. It's, it's true. So look at so you just made a general <laughs> statement See? that might work for some people, mm-hmm. but we're going to find out what works exactly for our body type with fitness genes. And where and, can they go to find well, this? Well, I out? mean, they can go to fitness jeans.com mm-hmm. and that's jeans g-e-n-e-s not like blue jeans right obviously yeah. and it's the ultimate personalized fitness system because it's built specifically for you fitness jeans offers two options dna analysis kit plus one of these goal-based genetically optimized training system to help you lose weight build muscle and get fit wow wow it's a lot of big words mm-hmm or you can just order the DNA analysis kit and save 30% using com- promo code Brandy. Yeah. So you don't have to do it all. 
you can half-ass it and get 30% off. And if you want to upgrade later, you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you decide to upgrade, like you just said, mm -hmm. you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think I look at this ad copy oh. when I rewrite it for you? <laughs> well, listen. So you leverage your genetics to make the most out of your diet and your exercise choices. Yeah. I wonder if, what if I have to eat completely different foods than what I like? Give it a try. All right. Change is the only constant. I it's really a new like adventure. Almonds and pistachios. I'm sure those are fine. Nope. Some people can't have them. Well, some people. I could be one of those people. Do you think you could I, be allergic to almonds and pistachios? Yeah, I think I'm. So this is what I'm afraid of. Mm -hmm. That I'm allergic to wine, mm -hmm. salt, and oils. Do those things affect you negatively when you eat them in moderation? I have no idea. Then you got to get the genes. I know, right? <laughs> I know, I know. I have you could be killing yourself. I probably am. Oh, God. Um, so if you order now and compare your results, you get 30% off of a DNA analysis and find out more by visiting fitnessgenes.com. That's fitnessgenes, G-E-N-E-S.com. And use promo code Brandy to get 30% off. Again, what is it, Will? Fitnessgenes.com, promo code Brandy. To get how much off? 30%. Yep. Hey guys, it's Caitlin Bristow with Off the Vine. Last year was so great, and I'm kicking off the new year with a bang. I'm adding a mini episode each week. I'm going to answer your questions, take your confessions, and just so much more. So check out new episodes of Off the Vine every Tuesday and the new mini episodes starting Thursday, January 11th, exclusively at podcastone.com and the Podcast One app. Plus, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. Hey everybody, welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with the gorgeous Veronica Obang from Second Wives Club on E. Hello. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. And beauty runs in the family. Your brother's here and he's gorgeous too. Is there anyone ugly in your family? I do have an ugly cousin. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say no. No. <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, okay, so on Second Wives Club, you were married to the plastic surgeon. I watched a show and... He definitely was not comfortable in front of the camera. It didn't seem like he was. And now you guys are getting a divorce. Right. And he's suing Bravo and NBC. He did. He sued kind of pretty much everyone involved with the show to stop it from, from coming out. But, but you, I mean, this, this makes me crazy because I got sued being on reality TV. But if you sign up for reality TV, you don't – you have to know it's a gamble. They might not show your best side. And you can't just assume they're going to say, oh, you know, we're going to promote your business – they're going to, I mean, like, it was, well, for him, it was more retroactive. It was, I thought I could keep something secret, not only in my personal life, but keep it from going on the show. And that, everything just kind of exploded. So, retroactively, to go into he thought, reality this TV. is how I'm going to try to clean it up. So, the suit was more after the fact, trying to do damage control for himself. Right. Well, he came off like a douchebag. Oh, well. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? How, how is this beautiful woman putting up with this? Like, honestly, I mean, Doesn't love a lot of women do. <laughs> strange. I mean, look at what's her face. Um, Sheena. She, what's her name? Shiva. Shiva. She's like dating a hundred-year-old man with a bob. Oh, child. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it, I, listen, I, 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 I go way back with them. So it's a long story. But I just don't. These men, they don't deserve you pretty gorgeous, smart women. You know, I, I find the old saying is true. Show me the most beautiful woman on earth and I'll show you a man. A man will cheat on her. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, this town, it's it's a new woman around every corner waiting, oh, hoping, I... vying for a spot. And it's like, honey, do you really want this? I say that the sure. guys have like the bro code. We need a hoe code. Like, we really do. Don't don't go after somebody else's man. You just don't do it. Right. But women are definitely not going to adhere to that. So... You just Ugh. keep your circle small, and and wasn't it someone that you knew? And oh, they very were well. Posting pictures like on I remember she was posting pictures on Instagram, or something? right? So this is what happened. There's there's been like so many articles and and different things that have come out saying like it was confusing. Like oh, Veronica found a secret Instagram page. No, she made an Instagram page so that you would find completely out. completely dedicated to her relationship with my husband and then tagged me in every picture so she wanted you to know exactly so my phone started ringing i go to instagram and see i've been tagged in 200 pictures which for anyone is like who just tagged me in 200 right, pictures of and every picture was from nude i mean lewd nasty filthy pornographic 
uh, and the captions were more graphic sometimes than the photos, like describing were, were, where they were at, what they were in doing. The yeah, photos too. it was their relationship, basically. What, what what was his like? How did he explain this? Literally, when he came, I, so I called him. I said, "Hey, I feel really sick. I need you to come home." He didn't know I was talking about. I feel physically ill because yeah. I'm about to throw up right, because of, of what I've just, um, you know, witnessed. So he rushes home. And I just calmly hand him my phone. I just say, what is this? And he goes, oh, my goodness, someone is stalking me. This is all Photoshopped. And he he held to that for a few hours before he finally, like, like one solo tear fell from his face. And he's like, yes. I'm he got having, one to Yeah, he's like, muster I'm up. having an affair. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Bobby. Yeah. Wow. Now, are you guys on decent terms right now? You know what? I I hope that 2018 – you know, right. it's a better year for us to co-parent, but it has been the most difficult process yeah. going through this divorce because it has been so nasty unnecessarily. I mean, I think divorce I always brings out the worst in the couple that's through. And I know when I went through it, I wanted to fight because I was so mad that he cheated and why is he going to get off? The, like, we fought for so long. We wasted all of our money fighting. And then when we finally settled two and a half years later, there was nothing to even get. And I look back and go, oh, God, I wish I had a mediator. And we just – I had so much anger and right. I, ha- I just wanted, you know, payback. Well, it took me a while to get past my anger. And, I, you know, I still, there's still days where I'm really angry or I'm yeah. really hurt, you know? Like, because I'll it's see public. Him. Everyone knows. Yeah, and I felt like the first few weeks when I'd walk through Beverly Hills, I felt like everyone just could see how my heart it's felt. It's embarrassing. It was so I mean, humiliating. It sucks. And, but and but you can't. Knows. You also can't be amicable by yourself. So for me, I'm like, I got cheated on. You destroyed our family. You did all these humiliating things to me. Why do I feel like I'm the only one working right. towards? He's now am- punishing you oh, for his yeah affairs. Like I fully know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, dude, just do the right thing. Walk away. Give me some cash, and let's call it a day. Yeah, and ultimately, I'm I'm not one of those women who is using a divorce to try to maybe you know. A kind of a snatch at a cash bag or whatever. I just want to take care of our children. I want to move forward with our life. And I helped him build, you know, everything that he enjoys here in this town. And so for him to kind of have handled the situation how he has yeah. has been shocking. And it just kind of keep keep open, you know, opening the wounds from everything that transpired before with the affairs and the lies and you know. How no he was meeting these people through his business or just as friends of yours? Like were there more than was there more than one person? It was yeah. Uh, yeah, uh. but the, I say the main one, yeah, definitely um through work and someone I was very acquainted with, someone who'd come to my home for the holidays and would leave my house and pack up and go on vacation with him. So I would it was so bitch. humiliating. I really like so I thank God I didn't really know the people because I would go I, I would not be able to handle it. But for me, like the the only kind of like peace that I had is like honestly when someone revels in the fact that they destroyed a family, like I'm I'm a wife. Right. But you've destroyed my marriage. That's one thing. But when you revel in a family falling apart and what I've witnessed my children go through, yeah. me losing my stepchildren that I helped raise and I was so close to them. I just look at her and feel sorry for her. Like, what kind of miserable, skanky wench are you? But that's what she's going to have to live with for the rest of her life, knowing how they met and wondering if it's going to happen to her, too. So, Well, he left her immediately once, you know, he was down at the police station five minutes after it all came out saying she's stalking him and issuing cease and desist letters through his (laughs) high-powered attorney. Sorry, it just all sounds so familiar. Mm -hmm. Like, my ex said he was getting stalked by this woman that he wasn't getting stalked by, and they were having a full affair. It's like you stalked her all the way to her apartment on Sunset every other day per your credit card records. Oh, my God. These men, I feel like sometimes they make up lies, and they start to believe their own lies. Big, especially being a doctor, because I think a lot of doctors, especially plastic the surgeons, have that huge. God, what is the God word? complex? Yeah, they all think like they are everything. Yeah, and I feel like they be- they're almost sociopathic. Where they well, start yeah, to believe I, I honestly like through my therapy and my healing process over the last you know year and some change, I have been introduced to the concept of a narcissistic personality disorder, and when I you know, was reading through this and working with my therapist, I realized that every single one of those traits was attributable to my ex. Right. And and for me to finally understand that that is what they do. Blame everything on you. Right. They do believe what they say. 
And in their heart, they genuinely believe you're the root of the problem that caused them to do the actual right. Uh, you whatever pushed it them was. away. Like, right. some, it was you pushed you him away. That's that why I cheated. To do that. You should forgive the cheating, but you should right. look at yourself for pushing me away. So, you know what? I mm-hmm. got tired of being run in the circle emotionally and being called a bad mom, a bad person. Yeah, I saw there was a lot of hate on the internet. So I was much reading hate. last night. I was like, now, did you meet him when he was with someone else? Is no. That, okay, because somebody People love on... to make that negative, filthy yeah. assumption. Oh, you lose him, how you get him. I found him single and in Ohio. Um, in a little brick house and <laughs> like you the know three little pigs yeah and so well by the time we landed in beverly hills you know what we acquired we acquired capital right. w e how long know? were you guys here we uh gosh i've been in la going almost seven years now so oh, okay you know we worked our ass off the old-fashioned way like husband wife family our whole life centered around his career you know, our objectives as a family, and we accomplished so much in the positive. But unfortunately, you know, you pull one string, especially yeah. infidelity, you can unravel everything. But true. That's very true. Now, now with the show, I like mm-hmm. the show. A lot of people were kind of like, oh, I don't know. Are they going to have the show back? You know, I honestly don't know right now. It seems like the Kardashians are popping out so many kids and there's only so <laughs> much space true. on the airways. So, you know, um, we and are, you never really know until, and uh, like sometimes it'll be a year between or two years and I'll be like, okay, we're doing it again. And there's so many changes going on at E. You just don't know. So many. Cause there was some big turnover not yeah. too long ago at E. So for me right now, I'm just focused on my projects, which include my podcast. Um, where are you, are you doing that here? Um, no, I'm not at podcast one. I'm actually, (laughs) (laughs) but it's the SAC podcast. It's with Laura Govan and with Melissa Ford, uh, who's an amazing fashion designer. Also better known as centering around fashion and like, no, no. Well, see, Melissa is an interesting person. She, um, so it's, it's not just fashion. It's so, it's more like the ultimate girls talk podcast. She's, uh, you know, super young, free. Um, she's Rihanna's best friend. So she's just, she has so many different experiences. Laura Govan was previously on Basketball Wives and has four children, went through a very high profile divorce herself and is focused on her career. So we're bringing all these different right. kind, kind of, of like the view or in the talk, like in the middle of that. Right. Somewhere it lands different somewhere perspective. in there. But That's just like nice. what's going on in real life. So not just, is that Givenchy that you're wearing Ugh. tonight and what carpet are you walking but you know, real issues that you talk about with your girlfriends. Oh, well, that's nice. In a very candid manner. That. Thank you I mean, so much. It's, it's really, it's nice to have a voice and to share your problems because a lot of women won't talk about them. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I feel like that's why everyone sweeps things under the rugs and they're not saying anything and they go around with shame and embarrassment. And I'm like, just speak your mind to say, you know, no one's perfect. We all have problems. We're all going through the same shit in a different day. Yes. And absolutely. so just you, on different levels. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone wants to be the Kardashians because they are perfect, but you know, they have their own shit too. They just don't talk about it. I mean, we hear about some of it, but there's just, it's this persona, like this perfection. Like I have two little boys, 10 and 14, and they think everyone's supposed to look like the Kardashians. And like, where's your booty, mom? I'm like, well, I don't have one. It I left it in line in heaven before I came right? down here. I was like, mm, <laughs> like um, right, not that's everyone. That's just not how everyone. But that's what they grew up seeing as the perfect thing to be. And so I'm really trying hard to, to tell them that that's not what everyone looks like, and everyone has their own look. And you know, it doesn't have to be tall and skinny or short and curvy. It's it's we're all different in our own special way. Right, and I mean, my podcast is basically exactly what you're talking about. Kind of strip it down. Mm -hmm. You know, reality television is supposed to be glamorous. It's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be sexy. You know, look at my life. It's so perfect. It's so put together. There's drama that makes you, you know, go, ooh, glad that's not me. And then you laugh because something's funny. But... Women don't wake up with their faces, no. you know, perfectly contoured. You don't wake up with your extensions it's already exhausting. neatly cut. Anyway, exactly. it's like to do that every day. I mean, I didn't. All the other girls were like spending money on hair and makeup. I'm like, I'm going to save my money, <laughs> put some mascara on, and I'm going to go to work. But there are these people that are spending every dollar they have to project this perfection that when they go home, they're driving their escalate they go home to an apartment a studio apartment you know what i mean it's like ghetto rich right but but you know what another thing that people like there's another side to that coin like since i filed for divorce like you said kind of that private shame that like oh your life's not perfect and therefore it's it's a shameful space you know i drive around town in a rolls royce 
I know I saw that. And then I go home <laughs> and it's just like, because I filed for divorce and so much has changed and so much is in limbo. I go home to a home that doesn't match my car. Like, I don't know what my neighbors think I do for a living. <laughs> there's literally a Rolls Royce, an Escalade, and another massive SUV parked in the driveway that belonged to me. And they're like, there's a lady here with five kids, all these cars. Right. And like, what does she do? She doesn't leave at the right. same time every day. So, you know. I would never judge a book by its cover because especially in this town. Well, everyone judges everyone. So, I mean, like it happens all the time. I just don't care. Like say what you want to say about me. I do not care. And that's what I think people here care too much about what other people think or how many likes did you get or, you know, it's just a giant beauty contest slash popularity contest. And if we just stop caring and it took me years to get here because I have a lot of therapy and a lot of like, oh, self-hate and like what's wrong with me and all of these things. But if you get to a point where you're like, fuck them, who cares about them? I don't care what they think. I know me. I'm doing me. I'm doing my kids. People can think whatever they want. But I know it's hard to get there and it takes time. Well, for me, I just I. I'm so grounded in myself. Look, I'm the oldest of six siblings. Um, Oh, wow. I have five children. I've never gotten lost. The five in that are yours? Five babies that are my babies. They came out of And then you had two stepkids. <laughs> yes. Well, I would hope three, so. <laughs> three baby, three stepchildren. And so I, you have to be grounded wow. in yourself. And, and so stepping away from, you know, when my marriage, you know, kind of fell apart, you have to know the who you are. The kids keep you grounded because oh, the, no one's so changing busy. that diaper. No one's going to go and get the groceries. No, one. no one's making dinner. It's like all of a sudden, if you didn't have them... You'd probably be in a straight jacket somewhere. Yeah, I but if like- you also if you get caught up in the in the BS, like, no, all the nannies and maids went over there. All the television cameras are there. At the end of the day, I'm at home with my children right. doing the exact same things that moms across the country are doing. And I'm a real person that works my ass off and, and just wants the best for my family and for myself. Now, are you still modeling? I mean, because you're gorgeous. Oh, thank you. No, You know what? I'm really trying to focus this year on not so much just being, you know what I mean? Like, not the look. I get it, but yeah, it's exactly. about the money. So <laughs> it ain't about the look. Get that cash. Rule number one, secure the getting, bag. Yep. We're so, all getting older. You got to admit it. Just get it while you can. You know, I've been spending a lot of time writing. I also That's have good. a blog, veronicaobank.com, and I'm I'm spending a lot of time really working on that versus being in front of the camera. Um, like soul searching and putting out. Right. right. I'm, I got you know, it. I'm not 24 anymore. But you don't have so, to tell people that because you look 24. <laughs> don't ever give that number up. Just don't, don't even say No it. one cares about what age I am. Being married to a plastic surgeon. They the all past, assume that it's all it, fake They anyway. all assume it's plastic from the bottom to the top anyway. So Everyone I get thinks no that credit. about everyone in this entire town. And right. I can tell who's had what done. I've been here for 23 years. And I think that people come in like, oh, she's fully plastic. I'm like, as long as you think that. I got a lot of Botox and fillers up in here. My tits are fake. But that's it. But you can think whatever you want. I I'm like care. 87% all natural. Yeah, I think me too. So, uh, you know, I did have my vagina tightened after kids. You, ju- you know, I've always been fascinated by that. We're actually going to do a podcast on that soon. And are you going to have Dr. Matlock? Because that's who did mine. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the, the, the JJ queen, he did right? Mine. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like I decided my husband was cheating. I decided I'm like, you're never touching this again. I'm going to get a new one. And I went and saw him. I put it on my husband's Amex, twelve grand. And it was the worst pain of my entire life. Way worse than childbirth. Really? But I'm like 21 down there. So <laughs> so did you do it because of any insecurity or solely yeah. for yourself? No, I did it for, for major insecurity. There was comments made after I had children. I had vaginal births by my ex-husband that made me feel like I, I didn't want to go out into the dating world with this insecurity. And that, I mean, that's a mind fuck of its own. But I also felt like I kept on sleeping with him when he was you know, still with these other women, I couldn't stop just because I loved him so much, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. So I thought if I get a new vagina and I just won't let him touch me, I'll be like Eddie He free. can't touch the new one. Right? So that's what <laughs> I know. It's like subjective it's like shit when you in get my head. car, you don't let anyone nope, drive it. <laughs> exactly. It sounds crazy, but I was in that crazy mind space for two years. So I had to do something to figure out how to get this man out of my heart. You know what I mean? So I got a new vagina. I, I mean, I literally just slammed the door and locked it and threw the keys away. You're stronger than me. I had a two-year-old and a four, no, six-year-old. And I just, I didn't, I was so caught off guard. I was like, what? what? The day I filed for divorce, my children were one, two, and three. Oh, they're, you're lucky though, because my and little one doesn't remember us being together. So the, they will hopefully not remember the hard times that are you're going through right now. 
That's what I'm hoping. But my older children definitely. um, I can see how it's changed them. So my oldest child, she's 18. So yeah, I had uh, my first child when I was 16 years old. Oh wow! Okay. And she has been my constant strength. She has been with me through the whole process from college. She was on the show. Was there was she was? But she's very. I thought it was your sister. No, she was. She shot, everyone thinks she's my sister. Okay, because yeah, they're talking. On, I were talking to a pretty girl on the couch. I'm like, oh, that must be your sister. It's probably my daughter. Okay, well, there you go. So that's but, amazing. Um, she's been my quiet strength her whole life. We've gone through everything together, and I can see how it's impacted her. Yeah, and I can see almost a bitterness in her. And she just turned 18, but it's so visceral, and she can't even stomach to hear certain people's names. Or if they're well, brought she up, sees she you leaves hurting the room. Exactly. And you're everything. And like, exactly. Like if anyone hurts your mom, like, like I, they're dead to you. Yeah, exactly. They're dead to you. So I had, I guess, maybe that also pushing me to make sure that I, I couldn't ride the fence because all that back and forth, I had this child that witnessed me be hurt right. and it was you so had public. To be strong. Yeah. Yeah. So there, if all that back and forth, I knew it'd be even more confusing to her. If I, when I made my decision, I stepped across that line and I never looked back. I mean, maybe I think it might have been easier for me had my kids been a little older and I was a little more accountable because they didn't know what was going on. They had no idea. Right. So, but I, I mean, feel like they do. Well, Mason, as was far six. as like energy, uh, yeah. I mean, Mason used to when he saw his dad kiss the Leanne. Um, he came in and he goes, "Mom, I saw Dad kiss another girl," and I could see his face was like there was so much pain. I'm like, oh, okay. I, like, I didn't know what to do. I started crying. I put on my sunglasses. And I'm like, oh, let's go outside. And then I said, oh, I'm having allergies. Right. No, but, I've gone through all of that. Like, the, yeah. I used to cry. My closet was massive. And that was my cry space. Yeah. So when everything kind of calmed down, I would literally go to my closet, lock the door, turn off the lights, and just cry in the closet because I knew no one could hear me. Right. Because um, you want to be strong for everyone mm-hmm. else and you don't want people to worry about you, yet you're falling apart. Exactly. Like literally my, my outfit of the day was top knot ponytail, Gucci glasses to cover up my swollen eyes and like all black. Like I was in mourning because I was, I was lucky if Um, I took a shower half the time. I was just so depressed. You fall apart. Yeah. And, and now what, I mean, but I mean, don't you feel like this renewed strength once you do get past that? I know for me, once I got past just being kind of this wound that's laid bare, I feel like I am made of steel now. I like, know. I was, I was writing. I have a blog. And oh my God, that's what I wrote. <laughs> I, like, I was having a little, like a three-month. These last three months have not been great, like it, just in life. And so I was having a little I feel sorry for myself moment where I wasn't blogging. I was like, where are you? I'm like, I don't want people to know I'm not bulletproof. But the truth of the matter is, like, I you seem stronger than me at, you know, right in the moment of divorce. But... I don't like people to worry about me. I don't like to show vulnerability. And so for me, I wish I could be as tough as everyone thinks I am all the time. But every once in a while, I fall apart. But you don't have to be as tough no, as people it's, perceive it. I know for it's me, my that's, inside job. For this me, is this is for what I me think. accepting that Veronica, because I am the oldest of my siblings, because I am a mother of five, I, my parents are gone. Everyone in my family looks to me for strength, for support whether it's emotional, financial, right. like so many different things. You can't so crumble. Th- I never had that option, whether I was happily married or going through a miserable, bitter divorce. So for me, when I say I feel bulletproof now, it's because I've accepted that. You can handle anything. Yeah, I'm Being vulnerable is okay. It doesn't mean it's falling apart. Ugh, I hate to show people that side. I just, I don't like it. I don't know why. Like, I just, I want to be the tough chick. Like, I can handle anything, but the truth is, it's, it's just not the case. I'm, t- I'm, you know, at at this age, I'm tapping into my vulnerability, and seeing it now as this huge resource. There's more strength in vulnerability, I think, than we recognize, and allowing ourselves to feel instead of shutting down, putting up yeah. walls, and compartmentalizing bullshit that happened to us. <laughs> That's like over here, party <laughs> of one. So some days, you know what? I I still have days where I see an old picture in a drawer. Oh yeah. And, you know, you see yourself in your wedding dress and you're like, you just have that moment. I just call it my white party. There were so many gay men there. I was like, oh, I had oh, that white party. Let's do another one. Because I, that stuff doesn't like it's been what? Nine years. So that stuff, like I see him all the time because we're trading kids back and forth. I talk to him on the phone. We talk about, you know, kids, that stuff, like seeing him or seeing us in pictures, that doesn't bother me anymore. It's just me needing to provide for my children and 
being tough for them so they don't see when I'm scared or panicking or like kind of, you know, if anything, I just don't want them to ever worry. And right. And, and as far as me, like when I say tap into vulnerability, like I never go to my kids and go, look. We're three months behind on rent. I don't know what's oh, going to happen. No. I don't know who's oh, going to no. pay. I don't know who's going to pay the lights this month. Like, I my vulnerability with my children is that moment, at the end of the day, when they all climb into my lap, and I make sure they know exactly how much I love them, and then you know. You know how it is, especially when they were younger. You know, oh, do we have to go to daddy's tomorrow? And you'll see them get upset. And taking the time to be vulnerable enough to, as much as I want to say, yeah, you have to go to that bastard's house. I'm so (laughs) sorry. I know know the nanny is a troll. And I'm, you know, instead I go, you know, your dad loves you so much. And he wants to see you just as much as I do. Yeah, and we have have to to. share. And he misses you so much. And as much as I... it can walk on you a oh, little bit. Yes. I still say it. And, and I'm working on being kinder and gentler to him because why it's not? It's for the kids. Well, for myself. Yeah. I mean, For me. Yeah. I mean, in front of my children, I'm very aware. I never say anything bad about their dad or the stepmom. To my friends on occasion, I will throw him under the bus. But I just, they love going to their dad's house. They were it's never. dad. He's yeah, a hero. They were always like, so I'm like, we get two Christmases. We get two birthdays. We get two, you know. And now we started throwing birthdays together, which is, took a while. Um, and we still argue, but they love going to dad's. They love coming to my house, and it's a great balance. And I'm happy that that's the case, or I would be in court trying to get them full time. you know. And they will get to a point as they grow a little older. I think when they're young, they're super attached to mom. Of course. Because we're with them. We're all daddies at work. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, they, they really don't remember but daddy also we're that the, much. But we're the nurturer. So yeah, even if women out there have careers, their children are still bonded to them. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we express that love to our children, I think, on a deeper level maybe than men um, recognize. But my brother brought this to my attention. The Jordan, cute boy in yeah, the corner? Jordan, the one that everyone goes crazy over. I he's bet. So, Do you so model? He's actually a doctor. You're a doctor and you're cute. <laughs> wow. What kind so, of doctor are you? I'm a doctor of physio. What does that mean? Um, I work with athletes that need to be rehabbed after injury. Oh, like, oh, like, do you do the stem cell injections and, like, the scraping of the... So I would be with somebody after they get that finished. So oh, okay. So get them back to what they were before. Hey, can you, like, make me younger? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> so, but he, you know, he was just telling me um, the other day, and I said, oh, my God, it makes so much sense. Veronica, be kinder to your ex. And I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not rude to him. I'm not mean to him, but I'm, I'm cold in the sense that, like I said, when I close that door, it's off. You it's have off. an on-off switch. There's and I no deal gray. with him on a business professional level. Hello. But that's what you have to do right now. It will get exactly with time. Because but I didn't know how to be right both, now. but I'm now I'm working on being kinder to him and to take the time to say, how was your day? And to actually care what he said <laughs> and not just go straight into right. the, the bullet list that I have to go over while we're on the phone. And that's for me. That's it's great. not for him. It's for me because there's, you know, you can't I, walk around with anger. You can't walk around with, right. You can't be a robot. Like, and ultimately what you do now will show your kids how to act as grownups in the future. We are accountable for everything we do in front of our children. And so if I treat someone like shit and we're out to dinner, that's my child's going to do that. I would never do that. And my kids say, please, they say, thank you. They like, they don't get away with anything. I'm very, my parents are very strict, even though I ran away a couple times because they're so strict, (laughs) but I want to have that with my kids. So if they see me acting like an asshole to someone, they're going to think that's okay. But just a coldness. I think, like I said, I would never mistreat him, but just a coldness Um, because, because you you know, but I want to move past that. And I do hope that eventually we get to where we're doing co-birthday parties and co-Christmases. But right now, don't get me wrong, it's the kids new. came home. They were like, we have two Christmases. And I'm like, Ugh. There's that. I don't know if you had it in the beginning. We had this whole one-up thing. Oh, I got this and this and this at Dad's. And I'm like, well, I got you this, this and well, this and Dad, this. Dad is, an, uh, is a plastic surgeon. So, I know. <laughs> so I know. But that's I can't keep up with his no, Christmas. I couldn't either. And I was just so, doing it just to try it was like we were one-upping each other, and I couldn't afford it, and he could. And so I was doing it to my own detriment just because I thought it was a competition in the beginning. No, now I'm, I'm, I'm no. not interested well, in a competition at all because, first of all, 
Honey, you can have all that. I know one thing for sure. My kids are going to break all that shit in five minutes. <laughs> and they're going to throw it in the corner and they're never going to look <laughs> at it And they're going to play with the wrapping paper. So <laughs> slide your Amex as much as you want to to outdo mom. I'm the one that knows how to bake cookies. And I've been like, I've been really good. Like I'm not trying to keep up with them anymore. But yesterday they went to the Laker game and my ex pulled some strings so that he could meet Westbrook before the game because that's his favorite player. I'm like, how do I beat that? And I'm thinking... I don't need to beat that. I should just be happy for Jake. Just be happy for Jake. And I was, for Christmas, all I got was West, Russell Westbrook everything. Like, that was his favorite I'll player. I'll get you some stuff signed by Oof. Russell, and, and we'll outdo Dad. Yes, okay, geez. we'll get you some stuff. Well, luckily in that department, since I have boys, my sister's entire family works in sports. So my kids have grown up around professional athletes, and I know Russell very well. And um, Well, so does Jake now after yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> So dad can't outdo me when it comes to that, but <laughs> well, that's uh, good. Um, no, I, you know, the competition I'm, I, I haven't felt it, it in years until yesterday. And I was like, I don't know. And I, I called my friend and I'm like, why do I feel like th- this way? I'm very happy for Jake, but it's like, that's something I, you know, I just, I don't know. It was just right after Christmas. Like, yeah, Christmas, where does it go from there? Christmas anyway, Christmas does kind of unsettle me. But yeah. I'm, this is my second oh, the Christmas as a single mom. When you're first starting, yeah, my first year after divorce, he had the children. He mm, won the coin yeah. toss. So last Christmas, I was home alone, literally crying into like a bowl Call of me. Fruit Loops. I do the same like, thing every other year. <laughs> watching Shameless on like Netflix is like, are you still watching? I'm like, yes, I'm still watching. God damn it, I'm still alone. We're going to power energy saving mode. No, no, turn off. <laughs> I'm still here, but um, this year was better, and I, you know I expect that I'll continue to adjust. And now, instead of kind of sulking during the holidays those down don't moments, get easier. Just so you know, just because it's the holidays, and maybe if you can somehow do them together at some point. I can't. Do oh, that honey, yet. I, we don't have to do them together. This Thanksgiving, I was by myself, so I took a trip with my girlfriends, which is something I never have time for. That's so true. I'm repurposing my holiday time to kind of rejuvenate myself to get ready for the time I do have with them when they're on break. So, you know, I'm finding my stride with this whole single mom thing. Um, I expect it, it will get easier. It will, I mean, and hopefully he turns time, a corner. Yeah, hopefully he will. my ex turns a corner where co-parenting is more, you know, of a it, priority. It just takes time. You have to get through the divorce and the anger. Once the anger is gone, when everything's like done, you get this much, you get, so, you know, when that's all settled and worked out, it gets easier. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I had two kids. I have two kids. Having five children, I mean, you must just, like, at least you, you don't have time to think about it all because you're with the five kids all the time. I think that's what it is because sometimes my friends panic when they come over for a few hours. Like, oh, my God, how do you do this? What's I going would. on? I'm, and But it's my normal. So right. You don't I, know any different. Yeah. I literally go, what do you do with no children and just a private jet waiting on you all the time to take you wherever you need to go? That like, would be boring. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what do you do? How do you do it? So for me, it's my normal. I get up early. I stay up late. I have to stay organized. I have to prioritize. And, you know, one kid, 17 kids, all moms work so hard. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the hardest job and the most fulfilling job that you'll ever have. And that's when someone's like, oh, she's just a stay-at-home mom. And I'm I, like, what did you say? It's not me, but when someone, I have friends that stay at home and their moms. I'm like, that is the hardest job. It's, it's a lot easier to get up and leave your kids all day and come back and tuck them in and say, good night, see you tomorrow night for dinner. Being a mom all day, every day, and with all the love and everything you have to do is the hardest job in the world. Well, it's mentally exhausting because I there were times during my marriage that I stayed home, you know, right after a baby. So you take, you know, your time mentally I felt like I was in a cage. Yeah. Because you're not talking, you don't talk to adults. So like literally after the seventh hour of cooing with the baby and checking on, you know, whatever you check on in your house, like I would just be walking in circles like an old cat because I was bored and not because I didn't love my baby, not because I wasn't so happy. Exactly. And I think it's okay for women to want more. Than motherhood and to, and to also need more than motherhood. It's I needed important. more mental stimulation so that I could be a better mom. Right. So you turn off you the mom. You have to be an individual before yeah. you can be the best mom that you can be. Absolutely. And when you're just – like I know moms that don't leave the house all day and they like their kids are overscheduled. They don't put on makeup. They don't have a sense of self. And I'm like you need to be you before you can be you know the, the mom to these kids because you're just, you're just a worker right now. You're just doing all of these things. You're miserable. You look in the mirror and you look like shit. You don't know who you are. You got to be an individual. And I think that's what divorce helped me 
figure out because I was all about the kids. And I was a wife and mother, and that was it. Not that that's not a lot. It was. But I lost myself in that. Oh, yeah. I got stripped down. Yeah. When you go so many years and kind of like it's just like it's a title. So like, oh, you're the queen or you're, you know, whatever, like these titles that become like a reflection. We accept these reflections of ourselves. So for me, it was like, oh, that's Veronica. She's the doctor's wife. And when all of a sudden you realize and it's like a ton of bricks that so much of your identity is just being married to another person who you're no longer going to be married to now. Uh, my career ended because I worked for my husband. But you come out of it, you're being like, what a wife. The hell do I do? And exactly. So, so much of myself was wrapped up right. in this relationship. So, when I say I was stripped bare, I literally was like, I felt like a newborn baby that had to start over. Like, it's who like, am I now? What am I going to do? What do I do now that right. I don't do this all day for this other human? I don't. What do I do now that so much structure has been lost? Yeah, but it's it's. I think I wouldn't change anything that's happened in my life. I think everything happens for a reason. I got lost. I didn't know who I was. I came out of the marriage, 26 or 36, and I was like, okay, sink or swim. What are you going to do, bitch? Like, figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then I started writing. I wrote two books, and I did, you know, all of these great things. But I got to figure out who I was, Mm -hmm. who I didn't know anymore when I was 13 years with one man. Mm -hmm. It's like I was the woman behind the man and the mom, and I was the grocery store person and the cook and the cleaner. (laughs) You do it all. And then you come out of it and you're like, shit, I got to figure out who I am. Right. And I think that's that's when you do sink or swim. And I yeah, know and some that's where women I'm at that now. do sink. Just, and I just pray that women don't sink because it's like, I, I don't think men could reverse roles with us. And I know this oh, might no sound way. crass, but like, do you think about how much we accomplish in the span of 30 days? We give so much love to children. We're doing all cooking, cleaning, running them around. Like you, for a week, your whole life falls apart when you're on your period. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm yeah. so, I'm an emotional wreck. Oh, I cry like, forever. I see that. Like a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> I got a new toy. That's so great. And I'm, I'm like, but my kids are like, they shake their head at me. Cause like, do they're like, so oh, the happy much. cry again. Right. And oh, it's like. Sweet. You know, women, like when you come out of, whether it's a bad breakup, a divorce, and you're finding yourself that, I mean, that's the moment where I find my entire life right now. I'm finding myself and women shouldn't sink because that incredible, amazing human being that some man made his wife, he used to have those eyes for you. And just because he lost his way or your relationship lost its way. Doesn't discount you. That you are not perfectly made just as you are and you have to kind of put that to the side and move on and and for me I'm so hopeful for the future as far as now being single figuring out who I am without kind of working for someone else's right of course love and approval and and their career like I did before it's you know maybe I'll appreciate the next man that comes around so much differently because I know what it's like to be ignored and you won't be the same person you're you're, Mm -hmm. we are constantly evolving and I feel like now you know you write and that helps so much you write every day like I used to write what I was going through and and when I read it back it's like I was with each page I was getting stronger I mean it took a long time don't get me wrong but it's so powerful to put it down on paper and it's a good thing that you're doing that because it helps other women go oh so it didn't just happen one day overnight. No. And she's strong. It's, it's a struggle and it takes time. But as long as you are willing to like forge forward and not give up, right. I feel like it's really important to tell your story because there's a lot of women that are embarrassed of telling their story. Right. And it, it really, it empowers oh, them to hear that like, this can oh. happen to this girl and look the way she looks. You, you know what you I have, mean? And, but writing for me sometimes, you know, we always look for um, advice from our girlfriends, from our parents, from whatever source that we trust. My ex actually said to me, like, after I filed for divorce, like, I don't know whose advice you've been taking, but you got it all wrong. And what he never knew is I took my own advice. I write, just like you said, every night I try to write something. And when I decided to file for divorce, it's because I had read my own words, my own diary. They're powerful. And you can put on this front. You can put on this guys. You can have a few happy days. You can get a great new love bracelet that makes you convinced that you can work it out. So they're so dumb, by the way. Those <laughs> Cartier love bracelets, I can't even with the baby mamas and like the, in the mom classes with four of them. So, we know you're rich. Get away. <laughs> or you have money right now, bitch. Like, we get it. You got a lot of money. 
I don't but even no. want one. Just give me ten grand. Hey, this was a push present years no, ago. I, like I, I, a push present. I had thirty minutes of labor to get this one. Thirty <laughs> minutes. Okay, I earned this like for hours. <laughs> I actually got a nice Cartier watch with diamonds, but it got stolen. But anyway, so, but I took my <laughs> but I took my own advice. I went back, I read my words, and I said, Veronica, the truth was in my own words. Mm-hmm. You're unhappy. Every day. And it wasn't something overt. It wasn't something glaring. I could just see the melancholic mood or the stress. And when I was honest with myself, I took my own advice from writing. And I made my decision based on how I knew I had been well, feeling. we know what we're supposed to do. It's just doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, we know in our guts. And we know the problem is there's noise coming in from all of these different people in your lives your parents your friends and everyone I don't know about you but money makes a lot of noise too because oh, yeah. I was <laughs> I sat down with the financial planner I'm like what's going who's going to pay for it, all this? it's it's really and scary and even though I worked my butt off and I built a business at the end of the day MD, MD is not behind my name nope so I was like what am I going to do House especially <laughs> when it got adversarial right when it got adversarial but with five was, kids you should be getting a pretty penny but that doesn't probably doesn't go as far because you have five kids well That's like you know when you go to kids. court if you, if you need to go to court today you know that means you go to court in six months right i luckily <laughs> didn't go to court but we had like we didn't have we had like lawyers in a room like this but it was still ugly yeah so i'm working my way through the divorce process but i'm focusing like you said on myself on rebuilding who i am learning who i am and i'm doing so much of that through writing through you know, just Your taking podcast, my time. It's, it's probably helping you too, just to talk about it and helping other women. I know that, like I said, other women love to hear that this can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter if you're 5'10 and gorgeous. This happens to everyone all of the time. And there's no one that it's not going to happen to or like it couldn't happen to. Right. And there's no shame in it. There's no, actually an article not. on my blog, The Silent Shame of Divorce. It is. And you feel like th- people judge you because you're a failure. What? Because your marriage ended or because what? Because you don't have money anymore. Like you used, whatever the case may be, you know, there are, there's so much attention for um, women advocacy groups, for women who are abused um, in, in various different ways. But we also, I think, should cast a light on what happens to women after marriage. And in the article that I wrote, I stated so many statistics that came from those in academia, not my not my body of work, but just cited right. their information that poverty is one of the um, or divorce is one of the leading causes of poverty sure. in women in America. So whether you're married to a firefighter who makes eighty thousand dollars a year or a plastic surgeon who makes a few million, you know, if they decide to get adversarial and not do the right thing. It leaves you in a boat where if you dedicated your whole adult life to your family, what do you do now? Thirty something years old, a mother, and that degree is fifteen years behind you. That's like that's what that's, you're saying. But there is that whole shit. It's like a shame. Oh, your marriage failed. Like, oh no, my marriage didn't fail. I had thirteen amazing years and two beautiful children. My right. marriage was actually great it ended but and I, so, but so many other people go well you should be independent like be an independent woman like how are you you know i was married we all do i was what working we towards my do. family you know what like I mean? having the best life so i mean i think you get it on all sides where people are like well you should have been more independent or you should have well, stood on your is own 20 fucking 20 but at the same time you're also so right ra- it's you become one and that's your you job do. when you're married the problem because a lot of us including myself i say you have to be a me before a we and i before an us because I wasn't. I fell into, I was modeling, I met my husband, he was a gorgeous actor, and I was, I followed him all around to all of his jobs, and I was just with him for the next 13 years of my life. And I didn't even know what I wanted to do, because you know, modeling comes to an end at a certain age, and you're just, I was just there. And so, and I was perfectly happy with that for 13 years. But when I came out, I realized I should have been working on myself a little mm-hmm. more. And that's what I would tell women, don't forget to work on yourself. Yeah. It's During important. your marriage, no matter if it's perfect from beginning to end and your I do's hold up, you know, Have for a lifetime going on, definitely don't forget who you are and, and, and stay true to yourself and keep working on yourself. I worked so much on other people and that's why I feel like I'm, I have a little sign out front of my life, like under construction, excuse the mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, it really, I mean, I think we're all always under construction. We're always evolving. There's never going to be a point where I want to work harder to get to the next point. And so I think when you get to a point and you think you have everything, you don't. I feel like you can always get better at anything that you, you do. You can. And also understand that even when you feel like you have everything, I mean, a few bad months can can 
knock you on your ass. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm just taking the good with the bad. Super excited about the year. Super excited about the projects I have going on. Which are, tell us about them. We have the podcast, you have the blog, you're writing a book. Right. So the podcast is the SAC podcast with Melissa Ford and Laura Govan. It's available on Apple um, Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud. Uh, You can follow them on Instagram and all social media at the SAC podcast. And then there's my mommy blog. Literally, the front page says, I'm a good enough mom, and that's okay. I get through the day without my kids being dead. I'm all good. I I had two shardines. I'm a better mom after two drinks. Let me just tell you. I'm a little bit less. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like, my blog is about don't beat yourself up right if your kids didn't make it to 14 events and get straight a's Ugh. and eat organic like exactly locally sourced but you food, know those moms that make those kids do that they're miserable that i always say it's like the white picket fence where the people are popping pills behind they're like miserable and crazy and their kids are perfect i don't want any of that like it that scares me so i'm look i'm just trying to embrace <laughs> well-rounded cool little humans that do the right thing when I set them loose. And you will. And and I that's what my blog is about. Like, hey, let's do the best we can. Don't beat yourself up. And remember to give yourself credit. Motherhood is the hardest journey. It is. But it is so rewarding, as you know. My kids are my life. Like, that's the quickest way to see me act insane. <laughs> yeah, me, <laughs> me too. It's, we'll just I, leave it at I that. I realized I had a problem when my son, my oldest son was six, and on a soccer field, like, I was ready to turn into, like, Incredible Hulk and, like, rip oh, my I, shirt I, off and storm the field. Uh, but. I've got, I tweeted at the baseball coach, and he's cussing. And I was just like, what are you doing? They're, they're babies. They're six. And I find myself, uh, like, having the worst thoughts, like, I will kill you, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, Mark, know, that right? is a terroristic that's threat. That's you cannot say that. I'm yelling at babies. Like, but I'm like, they're six. It's, like, who cares? So then, I'm, you know, again, yeah. just doing my best. And being a good enough mom is underrated, you know? We yeah, either think we sure. have to be perfect or you fell short. And I think you can find this sweet middle ground. Everybody has their own path. And mm-hmm. as long as your kids are well-rounded and healthy, that's all That's all that matters. Some nights I let them eat chicken nuggets. Oh, we have them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I finish the ones they do. I, lo- I love chicken nuggets, especially McDonald's. Like, I finish the ones that they don't eat. We, I mean, I, I can't afford to send, like, organic this, organic that. And, like, we have frozen pizza sometimes. I love to cook. I cook when I'm not working. But sometimes frozen pizza is all they're going to get. It happens. And you, you know, and it's cool. Like, look, when I was a kid, my mom literally, I feel like she's kind of making it up as she, <laughs> as she went along. And we're, like, all so healthy and so right. strong. We were, like, all, like, super college athletes. So I'm going on what I saw and, and, and what I know. I, I think we're, we're ahead of the curve. That's good. And we're doing just fine. I know. I can tell that you're going to be just fine. And I thank you so much for being here. Thank you and so good luck much with for everything. having me. It's been so fun. You've been oh. so, so sweet. I wish I put makeup on today for you to take pictures because I just didn't. I oh, put, you like, still blush and... look amazing. Oh, Please stop. You. you didn't want to see me before. I, I rolled out of bed. Like... It's a process. I didn't have there's, time for it today. There's PMS underneath. There's, there's like pre-period skin oh, under this makeup and girl i'm getting my whole face melted <laughs> off in a month i'm so excited it's i'm getting this crazy laser a deep laser yeah Ooh, i'm a little excited no because i have like acne scars that are old and i just i'm ready for them to be gone i'm fresh face i've gone through that you're gonna feel like a lizard so get yourself it's okay i'm taking the mirrors out of the house <laughs> i'm like, i just want like clean clear skin i have like obsessed with skin i have a problem so, um, well, where can we find you on social media? You can follow me at Veronica Obang, and Veronica's with a K. People yeah, I can never find night. me, I but like, my name has a K. So, thanks, at mom. Veronica Obang. <laughs> <laughs> they always try to jack us with their names. I was like, oh, your parents really named you Randy. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> thanks. I'm like, my mom was drunk when she was pregnant. I'm kidding. She really wasn't. But we are Irish, so I mean, it would be okay. I came out all right. No. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, and thank good luck with everything. And I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back with Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Brandy Glanville Unfiltered will be back in a minute. 2017 was a great year for us here at Podcast One, and we hope it was a great year for you. We launched new shows with Caitlin Bristow, Jim Harbaugh, Dick Emberg, and Randy Jackson. We've also had some amazing guests stop by some of our shows, like Brian Cranston on Geffen Playhouse Unscripted, Julia Weed-Dreyfus, Julia, Julia Weed-Dreyfus. Julia Louis-Dreyfus on all of the above with Norman Lear and Jason Bateman on Spock's Car Radio with 
Spot Ferriston. We are looking forward to a bright 2018 with new shows coming online from Spencer and Heidi Pratt, MySpace Tom Anderson, and we are welcoming back Dennis Miller to the podcast scene. From all of us here at Podcast One, we want to wish you a very happy holiday and a happy new year. And now we return to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. How fucking exciting. Well, well, I will tell you, that was a great... I really like her. That was fun. I mean, you guys got along... Gorgeous. I told you this before we started recording. That wow. I rarely... When guests come in, I'm like, eh, people look normal in real life. I don't even know who she was, really, because I don't, don't follow watch, these right? things. We know, we know. You don't watch um, any of the good crap Though we TV. watched Housewives at your house. That was your first time. Drinking Twitty, first time. Uh, she was stunning. stunning. I was like, holy shit. And smart. Beautiful. And her body was on point. Yeah. And she's had five kids. Listen. I mean, that does not happen. No. She's an anomaly. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Screw you, ex-husband <laughs> <laughs> of hers. <laughs> You can say it. She can't say yeah, it, but you, you can say it. you do the right thing by her. You you take care of it. She, she popped five kids out for you. Yeah. So shut up and give her some money. <laughs> Why don't you just tell the people where they can find all your stuff? Okay, by well. By Coastal Beauty, um, unfiltered. Yes, you can go to our, we're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's B C yes. B okay. T. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? B C B T. By Coastal B T Y. Yeah. I don't know what it is. By Coastal. It's on mine, though. It's like it's really cute. It's like a pink little circle. Mm-hmm. It's just Google it, and then they'll tell you our handle. But yeah. it's By Coastal Beauty Unfiltered. Um, you can obviously get Drinking and Tweeting and the second book, Drinking and Tating, Dating. A lot of people don't know that there was a second book. Right. Um, but there was. There was. And now there's going to be a third book. And it's a little bit all over the place. Is it going through now? The I wheels are turning again? I have a new book agent. Ah, okay. So I All decided right. to wait till the 2nd of January, mm-hmm. and now I'm in better hands, and not better, just different hands, I'll say that. Okay. And I've decided not to mix business and pleasure, so I'm not going to be this person's friend. Good. I'm just going to have him be my book agent. I think that that's wise. That's what I have to do. Yeah. I tend to like people that I work with, and then people, you know, you become friends, and then it's personal, everything. Right. And that's not good. It's very difficult for me to do the show now that we I know. Left. I was going to say, now that we should probably just stop hanging out Shh. altogether. Shit. All right. I still want to meet the girlfriend. I want to like judge her. People enjoyed us getting drunk, and <laughs> not all people did. Well, no, but the no. listeners thought it was funny because I cut it together in a funny way. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm just not going to listen. How's that? <laughs> I know my voice goes super high when I drink, so I can't even stand it. It's already high anyway, so That's I'm just going to leave it alone. Okay. All right. Have a good day. You too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Woo! That was fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.